Hello and welcome to The Soprano Show. I'm Gavin Bowen. And I'm Hannibal Diaz. And today we're looking at Season 1, Episode 6, titled Pax Soprana. It aired February 14th, 1999. It was written by Frank Renzulli and directed by Alan Taylor. And these uh, both these gentlemen became veterans of the show. Yeah, they did. Long-standing uh, directors and writers. And uh, here is the synopsis for this episode. At Tony's suggestion, Junior is made acting boss after Jackie dies. In therapy, Tony surprises Dr. Melfi with an admission... Carmela and Irina, Tony's mistress, both suffer as Tony's libido takes a nosedive. There we go. HBO synopsis there. Pretty short and sweet. Yeah, Alan Taylor, the director, I mean, he's still really active. Uh, he's done a few feature films. That's uh, right. I think he currently directs Game of Thrones yeah. on occasion. So, so he's got a large repertoire under his yeah. belt. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this was obviously early on in his, his career. And uh, it's it's a it's a good episode. It is a good episode, but it's it's pretty uh, focused on mm-hmm. two main plots. Yeah. In in this, and yeah, really is just with the plot of Tony and Melfi and Junior being yeah. boss. Yeah, there's a couple things I noticed about this episode. Uh, one is that it's very functional in terms of kind of pressing forward the a plot of the season overall Mm -hmm. and there is a lot going on i mean it's kind of a big contrast to last week's episode in a lot of ways because we sort of left that plot of you know the tony jr power struggle and now we're back fully immersed to it right fully you know yeah absolutely and uh so yeah we're kind of back on track with that and we're getting about to how many episodes are in this season 12 13 13 okay so yeah we're about halfway yeah so uh yeah you definitely feel that where it's kind of like all right we're back into what's ultimately going to be the biggest issue for tony defining his uh his mob conflict yeah and it's i think a week maybe Mm-hmm. Let's say it's just like a week into Junior's mm-hmm. reign because everything, because yeah. he starts making decisions that are immediately affecting and everybody's commenting on, he just became boss. Like we right. just, we just got him as boss. But right. I'd like to start just kind of at the beginning that something that stood out to me, because this is a very heavy, um, it's a Tony and Melfi heavy episode as well. Yeah. And I was just struck by the fact that even after what McKazian did to Melfi's date, Tony is still using him to get info on Melfi. And and this is a part of it, if I could criticize, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Just strikes me as kind of odd. What is he looking for? I don't know what Tony is after. What What could he possibly discover about a, his therapist just some average woman from this detective snooping around. I don't know what, why is he still at it? Tony, I think wants to be close to Melfi. He wants to have some sort of intimacy with her. And I think that that's what it's about. You know, he, he's kind of doing like a, a peeping Tom sort of thing in a way. I mean, not literally from a very large distance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But he's still, he just, it's part of him wanting to have a relationship with her Mm. that he doesn't have slash knows that he can't have. And, and, you know, these feelings, basically his crush on Melfi 
is going to come to a head in this episode and kind of be the, the crux of it yeah. in a lot of ways. And they both have to kind of uh, reconcile his feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just, I mean, I understand why he's using Mikazian. Yeah. He's got him under his thumb and he yeah. can use him for whatever he wants to use him for. But I don't know. That part of it, it for me, I was just kind of like, he's still using him. He's still trying to figure out more. And there's <laughs> nothing there. There's nothing there. And Tony's kind of disappointed right. that it's just all come to nothing. So I, I don't know. Yeah. It, that, that part of it just kind of, that's probably one of my first criticisms of the yeah. whole show is just that little bit in there that Tony is so obsessed to you know find out something. You know what's funny? And I just thought about this as you were saying that. Uh, this was, I think this this is like Tony's version of Facebook stalking before Facebook. <laughs> That's a good point. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like the way that when you have a crush on someone or you're into someone or, you know, maybe even a little obsessed with a person that like maybe you just can't have, mm-hmm. you sort of just go through all their pics. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? That's true. And that's sort of, yeah. I feel like this is what he's doing. Yeah, in 1999, yeah. you had to use a sleazy detective right. to do that for yeah. you. Now yeah, now we can just be sleazy on our own. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, it might have the times changed. Right, yeah. <laughs> but that's a good point, yeah. Yeah, be yeah, like, oh, does she have any pics from, from, like, last summer or last Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and uh, I think I, I brought this up um before i think previous episode was like why is tony sticking with this program and yeah now i mean it's more obvious that he has this ultra crush on her now mm-hmm. um but it is because you know he he admits like i i wanted to go with the paisan i wanted to go mm-hmm. with the person who had the same you know kind of sounding last name as me and a woman and Melfi sees this as basically a, uh, a she takes a different point of view, right? On why he chose a an Italian woman, which is all the women in his life are Italian women, mm-hmm. and she makes a good point of like you're you're dialoguing with me is actually communicating with them. You're saying the yeah. things that you can't say, yeah, which is really great. I mean, yeah. it's it's great that that sort of I would say realistic mm-hmm. observation from a therapist can come through in a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's insightful mm-hmm. on Melfi's part yeah. and she has a couple insightful moments. I mean, she always does. Uh, I, I think that they try to write that in genuine insight from Melfi into Tony's personality in the therapy scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she says some things that he accepts, and then you know we'll see too that she says some things that he really doesn't accept. Yeah. Either. Well, he makes a great counterpoint. Yeah. To her, because you know I thought, well, why is Tony sticking with mm-hmm. Melfi? I didn't think yeah. in the beginning. Well, why is she keeping him around as a right. patient? Right. And he he flat out asks her that. He says, "Let me ask you a question. Why do you have me as a patient?" Most legit people I know, they'd go 100 miles out of their way not to make eye contact with me. But you, you didn't flinch. Right. And then, of course, it's very telling that the scene cuts there. Right. So we don't get her answer. We just get this look of like, yeah, mm, he's kind of got me there. Yeah. He's kind of got me there. It's true. Yeah. yeah. She has this, her own sort of dark side mm-hmm. that she wants to explore through mm-hmm. Tony. Yeah. And, of course, that that's uh, that sort of... 
wanting to to look into the darkness but from a somewhat safe distance mm-hmm. i mean i think that hey maybe that's in a way maybe it's a commentary on people who watch the show it's like yeah you, it's repellent this behavior and we would never want to really encounter it of course in life but uh we sort of can't look away and we yeah. are kind of curious yeah absolutely and so we get a couple scenes uh in this episode that is sort of related to the the Melfi plot with Tony and Irina. And Irina is his mistress. Mm-hmm. And Tony's having, a, well, a difficult time with his mistress, yeah. as the uh, synopsis indicated with his mistress and Carmela. Tony is impotent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, or what as, I, that's, uh, that's what we were trying to say. Yeah. Or as uh, Irina says... Uh, Cannoli can't, yeah, can't doesn't get his want to cannoli stand up. up. Yeah. Uh, can't get the cannoli up. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Let's let's just jump back for a second because yeah. I thought that this was really fun writing. Okay. So right before we come in with Tony and Irina, we are with Junior and Livia. Yes. And that scene, great. Again, we've said many times, Junior and Livia together is yes. always amazing. I think all the Livia yeah. scenes in this episode are just Oh, she's on fire. Gold. Yeah, yeah. She's absolutely on fire. Like, yeah. I actually, like, wish that I had, like, just, I don't know, some sort of Livia doll that, like, had a string <laughs> in the back. Yes. And I could pull it. It would have all of her greatest hits, which are pretty much all in this episode. Really <laughs> she are. says so many really cool things. She really does. Uh, you know, just kind of classic. Yeah, she's uh, amazing. We'll, we'll get to those yeah. scenes for sure. Yeah, definitely. But uh, I believe that the scene kind of ends with Junior realizing that Livia is still really, really angry that mm-hmm. Tony put her in Green Grove. And Junior says, oh, you're looking to crack his cone. Kung Yu. Ugh. Can't even pronounce it. <laughs> Boy, Anthony must have really gotten under your collar. Admit it. You're looking at the crackers Coyone for putting you in here. I, I don't know what you're talking about. And then, you know, we cut to, by the way, that word that starts with a C. Yeah. That I just, I can't say. It's all right. I, I literally, like, my tongue won't do it. Um, Means balls essentially i looked it up oh okay good yeah and then tony's first line in the next scene is watch the balls <laughs> that's really funny as Livia's jumping on him not Livia. i mean not Livia. <laughs> I, I, oh, man. hold on <laughs> hold on i know we're we don't want to get ahead of ourselves yeah, 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 here yeah, yeah, yeah. it's definitely not Livia. yeah yeah, yeah. it's irena oh wow yeah yeah, Irina, Irina. Did you Olivia. just have a Freudian slip for Did Tony? I have a Freudian slip. You just had a Freudian slip well, for Tony. I mean, he does say in this episode, oh, I don't want to fuck my mom. Right. Basically. Yes. So maybe I had a Freudian slip reflecting his Freudian slip. I think you just did. Yeah. 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 Are you okay? Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I need to go to therapy now. Let's, <laughs> let's cancel this for a little bit and I'll go back. Uh, but anyway... Would you like For to? some reason, as we recap this, I'm having like trouble just recalling Irina's name. Yeah. And I want to call her Livia or Nadia. Her name's Irina. Her That's name... very clear. Yeah, you know, and what's funny too is that in previous episodes, I've yeah. just referred to her as Tony's Gumar and right. mistress, and you have clearly stated each time, yeah, yeah. Irina. Yeah. Irina. Yeah. But this time around, this episode. I'm uh... making up for all of those times knowing her name by yeah. like not knowing her name at all. Exactly. Uh, next, I'm going to call her Meadow. Just yeah. that'd be really fucked up. <laughs> but okay. So anyway, Irina. Irina flies and crushes his balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes watch the balls. 
And that's just funny writing. Oh, you want to crack Tony's balls? That's what Junior says to Livia. Right. And then Tony says, watch the balls. And then it's revealed that he is impotent, meaning his balls, you know, <laughs> figuratively aren't quite working the way that they should. Right. Uh, so maybe yeah. when we get back to my Freudian slip, right. one might say Livia did succeed oh. in cracking his, his uh, I'm pretty sure Junior says crack his coyone. Coyone. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. I'm still probably saying it weird. And that is balls in Italian. It means like, so I Googled it and it's like, it sort of means like, yes, thank you. More testicle synonyms, (laughs) please. Uh, I think it means like, you know, honor, manhood. So yeah, I mean, it's all the same. Yeah. Basically testicles. Yeah. And uh, Tony's testicles are cracked tremendously. Yes, they are. In this episode of The Sopranos. So this one scene with Irina, if we can really get through this. Okay, uh, I don't know if we can. <laughs> I've got the giggles today. Tony um, Tony wants just to talk. He wants to get past the fact right. that he can't. Yeah. But I think he's trying to use this as a way yeah. of like, let's just let's just talk right. just the way I talk with Melfi. Of course, And yeah. that is more stimulating to me right now than yeah. his naked Russian and on my nuts yeah <laughs> you know it's it is funny because i think that he he's deflecting like saying oh let's just talk uh because he he wants to make it look like that's genuinely what he wants to do when really i, I you know he's disturbed by the fact that he just can't really get it up and yeah. it's like what's going on but yeah uh i think the thing that's like most stimulating to him in his life right now uh the thing that stimulates him the most are these conversations that he's having with Melfi. Mm-hmm. And especially since uh, every time he has a conversation with her, he seems to sort of get into her a little bit more, want to banter with her, want to flirt with her. And then we saw that in their previous scene, actually, uh, where he makes a joke. Yeah, well, he um, he makes a joke. She oh, says, what right. do all these women have in exactly. common? He says, they break my balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she laughs. Go. That gets a reaction. The and break- that pleases him yeah yeah here we are again with the balls yeah so many ball break yeah 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 lots of ball breaking Mm -hmm. and so he kind of takes on a vibe at that point of like oh we're vibing a little bit like we're flirting a little bit he's very encouraged right yeah that's noticeable yeah definitely it just builds right so this this all just starts building up and we get more uh dream sequences Mm -hmm. but small ones uh, they mm-hmm. don't really have any super uh, subtext to them. They're yeah. pretty obvious that he's yeah. just obsessing over Melfi. It's kind of mm-hmm. funny that I didn't notice this, I guess, the previous times I've watched the show. Right. That Tony is singing along with yeah. the song that's playing oh, in his head. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that he's mouthing. What time is it? <laughs> yeah, he's mouthing the words yeah. to it, which it's so, biz- it's so bizarre. I mean, yeah. it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we get two little scenes mm-hmm. here of basically Melfi mm-hmm. in sexual states. Yeah. And it's kind of jolting Tony out of bed. Yeah, very disturbed. As he's coming to realize it. I love the second round yeah. right. where he, le- he leans over Carmela to see if it's really Carmela in bed. Yeah. <laughs> and she just turns and says, you want sex? Right. <laughs> he's like no (laughs) go back to yeah Yeah. you know it's funny too with yeah with these two little dreams uh one Mm. uh basically tony is in bed being performed on Mm -hmm. by irena 
And then, you know, her head comes up. It's not Irina. It's Melfi. But she's speaking in Irina's Russian voice. Right. Uh, so you sort of see that as like, okay, he wants Melfi to be a direct replacement of his Gumar. But then the second scene, you could argue, you know, it's Melfi and she's in the shower. You know, we might think that it's uh, Carmela at first in the shower, you know, in his home. And then it's revealed that it's Melfi. So it's like, oh, well, he also wants Melfi to replace Carmela in a sense, too. So Mm -hmm. both of the women in his life are kind of inadequate to him. Uh, They both have a negative reaction to recognizing that they are inadequate to him. They don't really see why. He kind of knows why. He's not really willing to accept it. Well, it's also, as Melfi points out uh, later on, it's kind of his fault that they seem inadequate to him because he's making Melfi out to be all those things that he has, unfortunately, that he has a mistress for and Carmela for rather than it just being all Carmela. But, um, yeah, no, Tony's kind of doing it to himself, Mm -hmm. to his Mm -hmm. obsession here. Yeah, and she even says, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, kind of a broad, generic, nurturing female figure for you. That's Mm -hmm. my job. Right. I'm not giving you the real me, of course. Uh, And so he's projecting so many things onto her. And before we get to one of those final scenes there with Mm -hmm. Melfi, I I thought in this whole episode, there was this underlying theme of Mm -hmm. miscommunication Hmm. of people not being able to, or at least Tony for the most part, not being able to clearly state what he really means Mm -hmm. to a bunch of different people. And Mm -hmm. the, the first one I noticed was with Irina when he, he wants her to dress differently. He Mm -hmm. wants her to be more reserved and conservative in her clothing. when he's, yeah. Just like Melfi. Right, exactly. But <laughs> Irina's reaction when she says, You want me to dress like a man? No. No, you fucking wackadoo. I don't want you to dress like a man. I'm just saying maybe wear something a little more professional. You know, like you're in business. Oh, fuck you, Tony. I'm no whore. No. That's not what I mean. Not like you're in the whore business. <laughs> like she really just doesn't understand what he's trying yeah. to say. Yeah. You know, because... She's kind of there for one purpose, right. and he's think, and she's just taking it way out of context. What yeah. he wants her to do, yeah. that was just like the first kind of little drop of a little mm-hmm. miscommunication that Tony, Tony's having difficulty communicating with the people mm-hmm. in his life, um, big time. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And in the case of Irina, you want me to dress like a man? I mean, it's yeah. just yeah, she's got some good lines in here too. She does, yeah. We we also see that Tony, you know, he, as we said, he's distracted. Uh, he's got this crush on Melfi. He's, his head is not really in the game when it comes to his wife or no. his mistress, you know. Mm-hmm. And so bad timing for this. Tony and Carmela's anniversary. Yeah, 18 and, years. Yeah, yeah. And they go to a, you know, nice dinner. Well, it's supposed to be a nice dinner. Tony has an ulterior motive, of yes. course. Yeah. Uh, and we get introduced to a wonderful character that is one of my favorite characters. Oh, wow. Johnny Sack. Yeah, Johnny Sacramoni, mm-hmm. who is a New York guy, part of the New York family. Mm-hmm. And Tony is trying to use him. We haven't brought this up yet. Yeah. But he's trying to use him as uh, leverage against Junior. Right. Um, to help him with a problem that he's having right. with Hesh. Uh, but it's interfering with this anniversary dinner. Yeah, she's already really insecure. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, this does not help at all that Tony sort of has this business meeting with one of his associates. And uh, yeah, it was cool. I didn't remember that Johnny Sack came into the series this early. Yeah. And uh, I really like seeing him. Yeah. I just, I like this character. He doesn't do much in this episode, but uh, you know, as time goes on, you know, we'll get a little bit more of Johnny Sack and I'll be able to explain what it is that I like about him and like why I think he's a really cool character. But anyway, mm-hmm. following the anniversary dinner, which does not go very well for Tony, uh, he and Carmela return home and they get into a little bit of an argument in the car. And, you know, Tony is actually trying to be pretty understanding here. Yeah. But uh, Carmela's very hurt. You know, she comments on his lack of sexual interest. And, you know, she's like, oh, you know, I'm just like someone that you you make me feel like I'm just a woman that you chose to procreate with or something like that. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, her feelings are hurt. And Well, she's a little jealous too mm-hmm. because right of course that's what that's what we really get to is that's that she's what we get super to. jealous exactly. of melfi exactly yeah so tony now has yeah on both fronts mistress and yeah. at home can't He's can't get anything it. going yeah um so he takes the opportunity to make a move on melfi like right. straight <laughs> in for the kiss yeah here and yeah gandolfini does a really good job and uh, it's just so like every time i i bring him up i get extremely sad of mm-hmm. the fact that we don't have his talent anymore yeah um but he has this great thing of nearly transforming tony mm-hmm. in this scene um with melfi um he does this thing of uh it, it almost reminded me of somebody who's on novocaine or somebody mm-hmm. who's just been like given you know you see those videos of those kids yeah. and they're on they're they've been yeah. given a lot of uh high dose of uh pain medication or drugs and they're saying things that normally they probably wouldn't say like but you're gentle not loud sweet sounding like a mandolin you know he's using this poetic language that we've never seen him use with anybody else (laughs) yeah and he you know after she kind of brushes it off and says we'll meet next week then he drunken he kind of drunkenly walks out of the office i mean it's just so it, it, it's it's a brilliant acting on mm-hmm. gandolfini's part of kind of in almost a split second when when tony's trying to explain to her hey i'm actually attracted to what you have mm-hmm. right now i can't think of anybody else he becomes a different person right he's like completely changed and he does so yeah. like such a great job with Adam with this scene. He's <laughs> one thing that I thought about was he, he's so kind of, um, and I guess this goes back to the poetic language that he's using and the sort of sense that he's he's kind of in a daze. You know, he's not really mm-hmm. like like he's not in control of what he's saying. It's just kind of sliding out of him, and he has this sort of like aw shucks. This is Tony at his most aw shucks. It sort of made me think about Charlie Brown for some reason. <laughs> Even after Melfi rejects him, yeah. you know, he doesn't explode. He doesn't go into gangster mode. He's just kind of yeah. sheepish and he's just like, all right, well, yeah. see you next week. You know, it's just kind of like, yeah. womp, womp, poor Tony. That's interesting you saw it that way because I, mm-hmm. I kind of saw it as like he is pulling out all of the stops. Mm-hmm. As far as being very suave, I I, th- I thought of it more being suave. Oh, like okay. he was really putting on 
Yeah. You know, he was batting the 500, as Junior said. Too busy chasing skirt. Chasing skirt, your average was 500. Like, right. he's, he's really doing his best part mm-hmm. to get Melfi to be attracted to him. Yeah. By, by just being up close and talking softly and, right. you know, being just... St- just being there staring at her and slowly walking away. Mm-hmm. I saw more of him really trying to like, I, I thought he was, it almost felt like instead of an aw shucks moment, it was mm-hmm. like he, he thought Melfi was playing with him. Like, yeah, okay. Oh, well, I'll see you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see you. Yeah. I'll see you next week. Yeah. Sure. I, 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 I felt it that too. way. Yeah. I mean, I think either way, there is a little bit of, I mean, it could be a mix of, of kind of both those things, mm-hmm. but I mean, Tony is always manipulating Yeah. pretty much all the time, you know, it's just who he naturally is. So I think that at the end of the day, what he's doing is he's, he's kind of presenting himself as like not a threat, you know, it's yeah. like, I'm, if you're rejecting me because you think I'm this scary guy, Tony's saying like, I'm not that, you know, I, mm-hmm. there's this there's this other side of me. So I think that that's what he's kind of trying to communicate to Melfi there. Yeah. And hopefully, sure. you know, it does get her excited about him. Sure. But, you know, it's just so funny because it's like, oh, man, you, you don't have a chance there. Yeah. Not really. Not really. And so we get to that next week appointment scene where Tony is showing just how much he cares for Melfi when she finds out that he was the one who stole her car to repair it. You know, a very romantic gesture on Tony's part. And uh, But he does reveal that he loves her. And Gandolfini does this great bit of acting with his eyes, I feel, in this scene. Because um, normally we see Tony. Tony's eyes are either really angry, squinting, or just like very exhausted. And just tired from all the mayhem that's going on around him. In this scene, they're wide open. They're like staring at her like daggers. And you really open up to the idea that, yeah, he, he genuinely has these feelings, however misplaced they are. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's such a great thing that you pick up on. I think it's yeah. always really interesting in this series when Gandolfini shows moments of genuine vulnerability or softness. Mm-hmm. And we do get it. It's not like the show never shows us that. But, you know, in his role as, you know, head of household, head of mob family, right? Uh, vulnerability and softness are like the last couple things that you're ever going to show anyone. Even if you're feeling it, you know, part of doing your job well is just hiding that behind a wall of toughness. So yeah. it is cool when we get these moments and we get to see that other side. Yeah, yeah, and I guess uh, to your point before about uh, it felt the previous scene was a little bit of him being like a Charlie Brown kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. I saw that maybe in this scene a little bit more because when he does reveal that he loves her and she's kind of, as we stated before, letting him know, look, I'm just a really good therapist. Mm-hmm. You like me for all those reasons just because I'm a good therapist, not because I care about you in that way. Mm-hmm. And she says, do you understand? Are we on the same level? Do we uh, understand each other? And he says, yeah, we understand each other. You don't love me. Right. 
like a little boy is just yeah. crushed. Yeah. So sad. Yeah, you can you can hear the uh you can hear like the Vince Guaraldi music yeah. playing. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But I guess the nice little uh button uh mm-hmm. on this plot of this episode is that Melfi wants to see him next week. I'll yeah. see you next week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Again, just like uh, the audience of this show, you know, she, you could say that she's sort of a, a surrogate. <laughs> yeah. It is said that it's like, yep, all right, well, we'll come back and uh, get into whatever crazy shit you're going to bring to me next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, she wants it. She wants to get into it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that as the button uh, on this whole arc mm-hmm. and uh, development. But that moves us into um, plot... A, I guess, plot B yeah. of the this episode, which is the running plot A of, of this se- uh, season, which is Junior's now boss. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been boss for very long, but already we get the first scene with Mikey Palmisi busting up a card game because the money's not going up to the, the new boss, uh, but it will be. And Mikey's yeah. uh, cracking bellies and, and uh, hitting guys smacking them around what'd you what'd you feel about this like opening mikey palmisi roughing up well scene? uh pretty savage beating and <laughs> it just made me i mean just a quick little moment uh just a quick little thing that i thought about with that is as the blows are raining down on this uh this poor guy on yeah. the floor uh it sort of made me wince watching it and so much of that just had to do with sound design and yeah, it really like, is. Oh yeah, you know, over fight the top. scenes in movies, beating scenes, they are sort of like for me personally just very awful to look at. Yeah. Uh I mean there's other kinds of violence that like doesn't really bother me as much. I'm pretty desensitized in general because I've seen so much right. on film. But yeah, it's these kind of scenes where I'm like, oof, you know. And yeah. you realize that that is just sound. Yeah. You know. Well, yes, it's sound, and he's not really kicking him. Right, he's but, not. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, no, the combination yeah. of it all, I just felt really bad for that guy's gut because mm-hmm. that's got to hurt. That really has to hurt. And I do feel like certain yeah. times f- crime and, and drama um, TV shows, when they have one character beating up another character, mm-hmm. I feel like in real life that guy would be out. Like, he would be mm-hmm. out. He wouldn't be able to wince. He wouldn't be able to groan. Oh, yeah, like, you get kicked in the stomach like that, sure. you got the wind knocked out of you. Right. Like, you are absolutely incapacitated. He didn't have mm-hmm. to hit him so many times. But dramatic yeah. effect, right? Yeah, yeah. It does send a message. And yes. this is a business in which sending a message is kind of uh, can be the most important thing. Yeah. A lot of the time. I just noticed in the scene this little goon that Mikey has with him. Yeah, Mikey the goon has his own goon. Mikey the goon has his own goon who had the baseball bat and told everybody to sit down while he was beating the crap out of this poor guy. Yeah. This guy, I I don't know what this actor's choices were, who he thought his character was, Mm -hmm. but he makes some of the... It was so distracting to me from the scene because he makes some ridiculous faces. Like he does this upper lip over his teeth thing yeah it doesn't look like macho it it doesn't look intimidating it looks fucking stupid like if somebody said awkward yeah if somebody said that to me i'd be like "Mm, why don't you put the bat down son (laughs) yeah (laughs) and why don't you just sit down over there because you're fucking weird yeah you're a weirdo kid (laughs) and that's what he looked like to me just like some weirdo is so distracting i don't know i gotta put maybe put up a, a gif or gif of that 
uh, on the website so that we can all just take part in, yeah. in, in looking at this weirdo. I I want to look back on that scene, actually, because uh, I didn't notice that. But it's funny that you bring up this guy's face and his facial expressions, because the thing that I actually was looking at that whole time yeah. was Mikey Palmisi's face. Oh. And I was thinking, you know, this actor is so perfectly cast. He just looks evil. Oh, he yeah. looks satanic he looks like he couldn't be anything but a bad guy that we absolutely hate right. and as you know the audience of this show we are fully meant to hate this guy oh absolutely you know yeah. and it's all just written in the way that he carries himself uh his grin mm -hmm. it's just evil and like <laughs> yeah. it just speaks to yeah perfect casting and yeah. how he works in this role you know in this slot if you will right. you couldn't take that actor and you know interchange him with the actor that plays father phil <laughs> no <laughs> you know like uh if it was last week's episode college uh none of those scenes would work i'd be like carmella father paul Misi. yes get out of the house run yeah uh AJ, run! Yeah. <laughs> don't you know? Go to confession with this guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's just a testament to the fact that uh, uh, this guy works. Yeah, in it this is, part, it's yeah. good casting. Mm -hmm. I like how in the scene where Junior finds out that the drug dealer is still alive when he's getting fitted for his suit, mm -hmm. he has this uh, moment um, where they do this close-up of him looking in the mirror. Yeah, I remember that when he finds out. Yeah, and. But it to me it like it felt like right when he looked into it and he heard that the guy was still alive, it was like this looks like a job for Super Junior. Oh yeah, like he was absolutely. like looking at it, was like, well, yeah, you have a problem. I'm yeah. boss now. Yeah, let me help you. It's like the expression that <laughs> Bruce Wayne makes when he's on a date and sees the bat signal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. That's time to go to yeah i just imagine like yeah. the tailor putting a cowl over right. <laughs> junior's head and he's yeah. getting ready uh great mikey paul Misi beat in this scene as well yeah just showing uh, how just... <laughs> he's such a jackass so un unaware of his surroundings <laughs> this sweet geppetto like yeah. taylor is talking about how devastated he is that his grandson is dead from suicide right. <laughs> And Mikey's like, oh, yeah, that's the guy. He jumped off, you know, the falls, and his, his corpse was spinning around in the water. And, his head was just beating yeah. on the rocks yeah. over and over. And this is high comedy. Junior makes that hand motion, like, please shut the fuck up. Yeah, Mikey's like, apologies, apologies. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I crossed the line somewhere between, <laughs> oh, that was your grandson, too. Yeah. Smacking his head around the rocks. <laughs> somewhere in there, I crossed the line. Yeah. yeah. No, I <laughs> He's insensitive, Mikey Palmisi. You could say that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh we mentioned this before, but we get into the the scene with Livia and Junior. And again, mm -hmm. just Livia Livia in Greengrove is so funny. Mm -hmm. Um where we have that <laughs> as they're sitting down, we have that old man walk past them. He says, "Morning." Yeah, hi. New arrival? Go ahead, keep moving, fella. Yeah, <laughs> he's offended. It's like when you call a four-year-old a baby, right? And they get really super offended. Yeah. I guess if you call, if you suggest that an old man is in a nursing home and he isn't, and yeah. he can like still you know live on his own, it's like offensive to him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so in this scene, um, we basically 
get Livia just messing mm-hmm. again with Tony's affairs because, mm-hmm. as we pointed out earlier, she's pissed. Yeah. She's pissed at Tony. Yeah. For putting her in Green Grove. And she doesn't yeah. know what anybody's... I mean, when people reference that, when Junior says, mm-hmm. oh, you're really upset, she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that's absolutely it. And so she mm-hmm. suggests to Junior to tax Hesh. Right. And when we last saw Olivia, it seemed like maybe she had sort of reached a sense of acceptance about mm-hmm. her place here. But, you know, that did not last at all. Well, and you know what? She does yeah. seem like she she at least is getting used to it. You know, Right. Like she's used to it. Before, she yeah. would not talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, in their faces were mean to people. Mm-hmm. But this old man walks by and she says, oh, good morning. Right. And then later on in the scene yeah. with Tony, she, she points out to like Millie, hey, this is my son. Yeah. You know, like she's... Yeah. She's accepting. I mean, she still talks shit about all these people behind their backs, but mm-hmm. she's kind of fitting in whether yeah. she likes it or not. Yeah, yeah. She has that. That's absolutely true. But I thought, oh, she's definitely, especially as she just out of nowhere starts saying, you know, okay, you need to tax Hesh, which is obviously going to be a problem for Tony. You know, she resents the fact that like Hesh has Tony's ear and, and Tony respects and trusts him. And she has mm-hmm. that that great anti-Semitic line. Who ever heard of a Jew riding horses? <laughs> it's right? like, where is that even coming from? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have any idea where that's coming from. But that's, uh, yeah. that's just another like line in the yeah. string pull of yes. the <laughs> Livia <Yes>. doll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Livia, she's just, she's on fire. But yeah, she's like a, she's like a caged uh, strutting dragon or something. You yeah. know, it's just, that's how I feel about her uh, in this yeah. scene. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and that's why we get Johnny Sack. Right. In this episode, which is kind of clever yeah. of Tony, because Tony has to deal with this in some way. Right. So the leverage of New York mm-hmm. on Junior is what's going to motivate the change and, and, mm-hmm. and at least reduce the cost that, that Hesh is going to have to pay. And it's mm-hmm. it's a bit of brilliant work. And, and this yeah. is, again, why Tony is like fitted for this world, this job. And why he is the actual leader. Right. You know, when they put this all into plan in uh, the denial, anger, acceptance episode, mm-hmm. you know, it was, yeah. And they mention it in this episode too. Like w- we get that scene where the Capos are complaining to Tony about all the things that Junior is doing as boss that's pissing them off. Mm-hmm. Tony's like, hey, we all agree that this is how it's going to be. Like this guy is supposed to be the lightning rod to take that lightning Mm-hmm. So one of us doesn't get hit, you know, like he's going to take the fall. If there is a person to take the fall, it will be junior. And we just sort of have to deal with this at the same time. He doesn't want his guys unhappy. You know, he doesn't want Hesh unhappy. He wants to be a loyal friend to them. Mm-hmm. So it's still sort of a pain in the ass for him, you know, but he does take on that, that responsibility of kind of mediating these conflicts yeah, and, and sort of containing junior. Yeah. And it's a good scene, the the sit down between yeah. Johnny Sack and Junior, and the mm-hmm. buttering up of Junior. It's hilarious by Johnny Sack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's so funny because we have Tony Hesh, Johnny Sack, and Junior. Yeah, those four. Right. Uh, three of those guys are just acting, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean actors playing the roles. Right. Right. I mean they're just 
performing for yeah. Junior, essentially. Yeah. Like, they all are sort of in cahoots with each other to kind of get Junior to do something that's against his own best interest, actually. Right. Um, which is namely, accept less of attacks mm-hmm. uh, from Hesh. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, they, they do play him, and they sort of make... It does feel like... Doesn't yeah. it feel like... Uh, like an after-school performance, though. Yes. Like, they didn't write a full script. Right. But they knew exactly what the yeah. next beats were and the lines yeah. were and how yeah. to answer each other. Yeah. Like, Tony knows how to answer Hesh. Mm-hmm. Like, you should have come to me. And Hesh right. is like, if I went to you behind Junior's back, yeah. are you Like, they yeah. knew, like, where to pivot exactly. and where to... It was where to really, jump in. Yeah, yeah, really good. It's really, really funny. <laughs> and just the way that, like, Johnny Sack has his, like, BS flattery... Yeah, <laughs> lines, you know, just all, like we'll yeah. just right here. Yeah, put in all of those flattery lines. You think I got the balls to drive in from New York and tell your uncle how we should run his family? I shouldn't expect to see the Statue of Liberty again if I did that. Huh? Oh, Junior, there any flies on you? They're paying fucking rent. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is just flattering Junior hardcore in a super disingenuous, ridiculous way. But yeah. you know, Junior is so. I mean, I feel like Tony wouldn't fall for this kind of crap Absolutely if someone not. was doing it to him. But Junior, you know, it's a commentary on Junior. And it's not that Junior's a super stupid guy. It's more just that he's insecure. So he's so desperate for flattery. Mm-hmm. You know, he's so desperate to have his ego stroked. He's that kind when of he... playing the role right. of boss. Yes, and that too. So I guess you could say that he is playing a role also, but it's like a role that sort of just, you know unfortunately makes him look a little bit dumb yeah. and they do get over on him. Exactly. I mean, the, the plan works perfectly just the way that Tony intricately placed Johnny and Hesh in position to mm-hmm. sort of represent different points of view. And mm-hmm. Tony represents his own point of view. And yeah. Yeah. They just, uh, they, they, you know, Tony references mandolins in this episode. He plays junior like one. Yeah. Oh, good. You did mention before that the capos, now we're not pleased either because mm-hmm. that junkie happened to be a pretty big earner. Right. And they're also upset about the card game now. Mm-hmm. And so they're getting pissed and they need Tony to do something about it again. Like it's, it's, it's Tony's problem because Tony mm-hmm. is technically the boss and he basically tries to now recruit mm-hmm. his mother right. to help. Yeah. And this is just, another good scene yeah um when millie walks by and asks flying bingo olivia oh not tonight honey you know she's a degenerate gambler right (laughs) (laughs) but then she just turns around and says hey millie right this is my son yeah handsome yeah Livia gives this look. Nancy's mm-hmm. so good at these like nonverbal yes. acting, like comedy bits. Cause yeah, it's an amazing look, look. This look that she yeah. gives, is just like yeah. Oh my god, oh, so good. Um, she has another good line. This is another like this is this scene right here is just we're gonna fill up the mm-hmm. the the pull string doll mm-hmm. of Livia here, where <laughs> she's complaining about the next door neighbor running the water yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah. Water, water, water. I'm, I'm living next door to Gunga Din. Who I didn't know who Gunga Din was, so I had to look yeah. it up. Did you know who Gunga Din was? Well, it's, I assume... a, it's a film, right? There is a film. Yeah. Yes, but it's based off a, a poem. Oh, okay. Um, written by Rudyard Kipling. Oh, the Jungle Book guy. Oh, is that what? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He did the Jungle Book as yeah. well. Okay. So he, um, yeah, it's about a water bearer. 
who saves oh. these British sh- so he s- saves British soldiers' lives. Uh-huh. I guess. Yeah, that's hard to say. British soldiers. Um, yeah, but he they basically the the soldiers have been antagonizing Gunga Din this mm-hmm. whole time about how slow he is to bring them water, and then at the end when they're dying, they realize you're a better man than I, Gunga Din. That's how oh. the poem ends. Oh, okay. And, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. I, I didn't know it either. I just heard I had, of the movie. I had to look it up. Yeah. And it makes it even funnier mm-hmm. to know that Livia is referencing right. it yeah. because it's about a story about, you know, you yeah. know, knowing somebody being better than who they are. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, I'm living next to Gunga Din. Like, right. She's fucking pissed, <laughs> but what a great reference. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is a really awesome reference. And so, yeah, uh, Tony has a bit of a sit down with Livia here. Yeah. Sit down. Yeah. And uh, basically just asked her to rein Junior in. Mm-hmm. And she, I mean, agrees, but it's still that like beautiful thing that she always does of saying things without saying them and mm-hmm. you know acting like she has no idea what tony's talking about and you know he's so amused i mean i love that that beat where she goes i don't know that world no of course not you know just so sarcastic yeah you know but he's, he's very suggestive just basically saying like for junior's own sake for his own protection he needs to calm down a little bit mm-hmm. yeah yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I do feel like in that scene, though, that she's a little wiser mm-hmm. to what Tony is playing mm-hmm. than how Junior was. Mm-hmm. Junior had no idea. And Livia has some idea that Tony's just trying to get her to mm-hmm. do something. And, she, you know, she doesn't really want to help Tony. Right. Not really. Right. She, since she's out to break his balls. Yeah. His manhood. But I think it's more about, and this might be going too far with it, but I think at the end of the day, like Tony is reaching and, you know, again, it just, it goes to his like just natural leadership and his great sense of strategy. He doesn't approach Livia saying, oh, do this for me. Mm -hmm. He's saying, do Mm -hmm. it for Junior. Right. You know, because if he keeps fucking up, who knows what could happen? Yeah, this is a rough business. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a business that it's forgives forgive. mistakes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, maybe Junior's life will be in danger if he makes more uh, what are perceived to be mistakes in leadership. Right. I brought up earlier about miscommunications. Mm-hmm. And another moment where there was a miscommunication was between Tony and Junior, mm-hmm. where Tony realizes, okay, his mom's not going to do this work for him. He's at the ball game. Some random kids ball game. Yeah, I guess. random kids ball game. Right? I actually rewound this scene just to be yeah. like, wait, is this an AJ? AJ is no. By the to way, the kids do not appear in this episode at all, which uh, you know, well, it's, just it's interesting. Fine. Yeah, yeah. They're, just, they're not in there, but they're at a random ball mm-hmm. game, um, little league game, and he's he's not communicating effectively to Junior by using an analogy that he would like. Right, he would like right. somebody to use. An Augustus Caesar analogy with him mm-hmm. for understanding a situation. Uh, for Junior, it's more of the father bull, son bull, go down and fuck them all. Yeah, story that really kind of convinces. That's Junior. how you reach Junior Soprano. Yeah. yeah, but it's just like this frustration that Tony has with the people around him, where mm-hmm. he just can't get them to understand what he wants. Mm-hmm. Like he's communicating in the only effective way that he knows. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is like, I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Right. And it almost maybe speaks to yeah. he's maybe a little smarter yeah. than these people. Oh, yeah. He's clearly very smart. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's that's a great little thread, um, that kind of miscommunication or lack of communication. Um, and that's definitely a thread that is woven throughout all of these scenes and these storylines. Were you going to mention earlier, I think you maybe brought up earlier, that Junior and Hesh have moments of questioning or, or pause where they question Tony's sort of sanity, his stability. I noticed this, that... In this scene at the ballpark, Junior's like, you've been mezzo morta right, for exactly. a while. Yeah. And Hesh does that, kind of gives him a look later mm-hmm. on where Tony is like complaining about like, you know, it'd be better to be a horse because you didn't have to worry about all this shit. Yeah. And Hesh is like, huh? He yeah, gives him like, a look. And Tony's yeah. like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. They both have that reaction of like. Oh, you know, where where is this coming from? Yeah. You know, and I I didn't see that so much as them questioning his sanity, but they are picking up on the fact that he's in a bit of a mood. You They're know, he's concerned. A, he's a little down. You yeah. know, and he's not. That's not something that he normally shows to people. Then of course it is. Oh wow! Like he's genuinely heartsick over Melfi. You know, mm-hmm. he has a crush on a woman that is rejecting him or not interested, and he doesn't really have a chance with her. You know, and it just kind of makes him sad, and he's he's sort of mopey about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I just noticed that the two moments there of just two adults in his life mm-hmm. who are kind of picking up on on that, and mm-hmm. well, that could be good or bad uh, of them picking. Oh, up Oh right, that. yeah, yeah. Because vulnerability is is a liability in this business for a really good reason. And then mm-hmm. just one little um, thing that we should mention is that. When Tony is talking about Caesar and, you know, this Roman history lesson that he kind of lays on him at the uh, the Little League game, um, he's talking about the, the Pax Romana, the longest period of peace in Roman history. Oh, okay. And this episode is called Pax Soprana. Oh, so okay. See, I didn't know what... Yeah. I knew what Pax in mm-hmm. Latin was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just assumed, like, peace, soprano... Yeah. But if you look up Soprana, yeah. the definition of it in Latin is avenue. So peace yes. avenue. All right. Relevant. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, but that, that yours uh your make you make more sense. <laughs> yours makes more sense. No, I you know what? Yes and that's what I say to to everything Thank here. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, and let's move on to Please. one of the one of the maybe it wasn't a plot, but I I felt Carmela's role in this episode was, you know, I I just I feel so bad for Carmela mm-hmm. because she feels unwanted. Mm-hmm. She just wants to be what Melfi is to Tony. Mm-hmm. She wants to be his cure, his help, mm-hmm. his way of getting through, um, being, you know this kind of bad guy at times and to make him a better man. And, you know, that's, that's an honorable thing for a wife to want to be. Sure. And so it just, it just stood out to me, Carmela's role yeah. in, in this episode. She looks so sweet and just beautiful at the end when they're at the pool. Right. And it's kind of, you know, symbolic of like, you know, this whole episode, she's kind of just been, out of it not not really part of the episode yeah not a major part but at the end there she's kind of enlightened almost to what her role could be and and uh and they just have that very sweet moment 
mm-hmm. because she does realize the Gumars. I mean, she knows yeah. about them. She just realized they're right. just a form of masturbation. That's what she, what says, she says. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that it's really telling here that Carmela says for the first time, I feel like he's really cheating on me. Mm. Like she obviously knew that he mm-hmm. had sex with other women mm-hmm. outside of the marriage. Uh, which I guess is the only way you could maybe have she maybe she thinks they're yeah maybe she thinks when she <laughs> yeah. means masturbation she yeah. literally means that maybe she right. thinks the gumars just like give him hand jobs just a f- or well I don't know about that but <laughs> 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 I think she knows what what he's really up to but it's just the sort of like yeah it's just a physical thing you know I know that Tony really loves me and he doesn't love them and as Father Phil puts it mm-hmm. rationalizes it as kind of lightening the load for her. Mm. And it's like, yeah, do I want to have sex with Tony 24-7? Probably not. I got other things I need to worry about. Yeah. Uh, so Father Phil, of course, he he points out some of her her hypocrisy. You know, he says, you're not without sin in this. Yeah. And she acknowledges that that is true. Reap what you sow. Yeah. Also, I mean, Father Phil moment here. Uh, I don't know if you, if you saw. There's this look that he gives when... She says, oh, you know what it's like to be a man, have that thirst. Yep. And it cuts to him, and he just, like, deflates completely. <laughs> it's like, that's just, that statement is making him very depressed on multiple levels. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, for reasons definitely pertaining to the previous episode. Yes. So Father Phil basically tells Carmela in church uh, during their scene together in this episode that, uh, you know, essentially she needs to work on herself a little Mm -hmm. bit and Carmela does see the wisdom in that which kind of leads to a reconciliation scene with Tony which is very nice out by the pool and Mm -hmm. I kind of made a note that here we are six episodes in I think this is more or less the most harmonious interaction between Tony and Carmela that we've seen yeah yet you know where they're actually exhibiting traits that a man and woman bring uh or you know two people can bring to a good marriage yeah uh they're listening to each other they're communicating their genuine emotions Mm -hmm. uh tony is kind of being very open and carmela is too and they they do have like a nice moment and like a sense of of peace and you know they kiss and then of course we pull back to uh them with the pool in the foreground Mm -hmm. again the pool is our in the Sopranos, um, image representing family. Yeah. And uh, that was a nice little touch yeah. from Mr. Taylor. Now, is is this is a beautiful last scene. Like I said, she looks beautiful and and you make a good point that they're they're showing exactly what a beautiful mm-hmm. marriage and relationship of open communication and, and honesty can look like. It's yeah. very good. Yeah. I mean this the show at this point, like just so great, but Every episode, they they give us something new that we haven't had before, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the key when you when you're building a series, I think, uh, or season episode yeah. by episode. They also give us a little bit of anxiety at the end of the episode, right? Where they're giving a toast to Junior, all the yeah. all the mob guys, even Johnny Sack is there on this special mm-hmm. occasion to mm-hmm. anoint the new boss, mm-hmm. and we got a little secret cam on one of the waiters. Yeah, all the photos being aggregated by the uh fbi yeah yeah and but it what it reveals is that it's all worked it's worked it worked perfectly junior is now the lightning rod he's at the top tony is secure and they do that great moment that the pictures Mm -hmm. speak Mm -hmm. um for themselves but the looks in the eyes of tony Mm -hmm. and junior um Mm -hmm. 
and the positions that they're in it's yeah it's really good yeah yeah i mean it's just it's very cinematic mm-hmm. and uh i think that song by the way is called paparazzi which is just great oh. because yeah. <laughs> i mean it's uh you got the feds you know they're snapping pics secretly um not and the lady gaga song not the lady gaga yeah <laughs> that would in case be you didn't realize this is 1999 <laughs> right right yeah. uh yeah a pre-lady gaga paparazzi paparazzi yeah and uh yeah so that's a good choice and also it just affects the mood really well like i said cinematic and i think this is the first time that we introduced the uh, the idea that the feds are actively, I mean, they were taking pictures, right, right. At Jackie April's funeral. That's right. But, you know, we really see the feds from, from their point of view in mm-hmm. the office. And it's like, yeah, we're aware of these guys and we got the whole organization. And of course we see, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. Tony's plan is working like a charm. Yeah, absolutely. They think Junior's the boss. And so when it's time to like really go after this family in a big way, who's at the top? Yeah, absolutely. The guy, so we'll, the guy with the glasses. So we'll, <laughs> Mr. Magoo. Yeah. So we'll see. And we'll see next week on next week's episode. But for this episode of The Soprano Show, I'm Gavin Bowen. And I'm Hannibal Diaz. And if you like the show and you want to support it, there are many ways to do that. You can like us on Facebook and Twitter. You can leave a review on iTunes. You can leave us a comment on any of the social media platforms and get involved in the conversation. Love to hear from you. Already heard from a few of you already, and it's been really great uh, talking about The Sopranos with you. So Hannibal, um, favorite lines of this episode? Well, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, for whatever reason, my favorite lines in this episode are racial. Okay. Uh, I already Fine. said what I think is really my favorite one. Whoever heard of a Jew riding horses? Because that's like super random. Yeah. But um, <laughs> what really stood out to me is just like a really funny moment. Uh, Hesh is complaining to Tony and Hesh goes, You forget I wrote six gold records. No, a couple of black kids wrote six gold records. You own the company. You gave yourself a co-writing credit. Come on, Heshy. Yeah. I love that Tony can just joke about that with him. Right. Like, yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it just shuts him down. Yeah. My favorite line uh, was actually that last scene with Tony and Carmela. Uh, it just really is it, it fit into this beautiful moment, and it's just a good line for any guys out there. This is a good line. Uh, when Carmela says, I want to be that woman in your life, and he responds, Come, you're not just in my life. You're my life. Aww. And I just wrote here, damn. Yeah. Damn, that's solid. good. That I mean, that's melting right there. Put that on a Valentine's Day card and call it a wrap. Call it. <laughs>